We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. You have reached the week of win totals. Yes, four win total shows this season because, hey, you can't get enough of a good thing, right? Smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the podcast, leave a rating and review. If you do that, include your Twitter handle. You're going to be in a draw where I'm, I'm just going to give out a thousand bucks uh, the beginning of week two. So you have all of now, all of week one to go do it. Leave those rating and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on the Pat Mayo Experience. Better be five stars, by the way, and then I'll divvy up the amount of winners and just give that thousand bucks cash out to all of you. So spread the word, by the way. That That's the one thing you can do to help out this show. Share the show. Tell some friends. Listen, you're not giving away big secrets here by spreading the word of our show. You don't need to keep this one to yourself. So help us as we gear up for the season. Cam and Pozzola show already out. That'll be back for the season. Me, Cust, and Jeff, obviously on all of these shows, doing our spread pick shows. It's going to be a really fun NFL season. So today we are starting NFC win totals, the NFC East, the NFC South, and there's going to be a Cust corner mixed in between. So smash the like button for the episode. Give us your favorite win total from these two divisions down in the comment section. And remember to sub to runthesims.com. You go to runthesims.com slash mayo. You get 10% off the betting 
and DFS tools package. There's no picks on the site. There's projections that are completely customizable, and you can run the tools and run up to 10,000 simulations of each week any way that you want, and then glean what you need to from that. It's the only, it's the best sim out there, uh, and you know, so many people are using sims in order to make their projections and make their picks. It's what you want to be doing. Run the sims.com slash mayo. Jeffrey Feinberg, sir. I heard you had some words for our good friends in the extended Mayo Media universe of Cam Stewart and Rob Pozzola. Uh, listen, I just didn't. I have texts that would contradict some of the slander that's come against me um, early in the season out of the gates. They're already complaining about golf games that didn't happen. I lost my leg for half the season. I got a laundry list of people who I promised to take. That's not the point. That's not the point. Getting Cam to do anything is like jumping through rings of fire. <laughs> and then he's saying, I'm free Fridays. I would love to. Like, that's incredible. Pozzola, he's now done this turn where he's the busiest guy in the world. And it'd be impossible to get him on the course. So I, I don't know what I'm working with. But I, I seem to glean more information from listening to the podcast than I do from actually DMing my friends. Your leg's feeling fine now, right? Yeah, we're good. We're going. And like before, it was all these like, oh, I got these windows. I don't want a little window. I'd treat you to a meal after. I don't want it to be this like 8.30 in the morning. We got to keep pace with the old guys who play their, you know, quick ones behind. I didn't want that. I want to give a full day experience, treat you to a meal. Let's relax. I don't want anyone to have to golf and run. That's not my plan. So, so I don't know, but it's going to happen. I guess to know cam is free all day Fridays. Like this is done now. This is done. But again, I find out this information watching the show. Well, it's a good thing you watched the show. It, 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 put it this way. The show has enough to learn from for everyone, whether it's you personally, whether it's people about best bets. You want to watch the best bet show. It's already out down in the description. And if you want more Tim Undercust. Tim Undercust. That's not my name. Well, we already did our awards prediction show as well. You can find that up on Mayo Media Network, and the entire package for free is down in the comment section if you want to do it. You guys ready to hop in? Tim, are you ready for the East? I am. I'm very glad that we're doing the National Football Conference win totals first so we can ease ourselves into the uh, – the, these are the amuse-bouche picks before we get into the Chateaubriard of the AFC in the future. Well, you need more time because based on what I see, how you interact with people, you are still literally changing jet win totals daily. So you wouldn't be prepared, I think, um, to actually yeah, make a decision I, yet. So I we're not ready jets, for the AFC. I treat jets win totals like my NCAA bracket. I tinker with it until tip off at noon on Thursday. <laughs> until I have to make that pick on the show, I feel complete liberty to fiddle around with my win totals till I'm locked in. You had them winning eight games before Halloween yesterday. They only play eight games before Halloween. Well, that's my fault for not realizing that's the amount of games. I was getting the, the earlier schedule is easier than the harder schedule. I was getting hyped. Well, Jeff, he also proclaimed that the Jets have four top 50 quarterbacks on their roster because some guy in the preseason was like, all right, some like CFL backup. 
Oh, you're not going to CFL back up me. I'm a Chris Traveler goat truther. He's really good. I truly believe players like him have an absolute place in this league. There are so many bungled third and shorts, fourth and shorts, league-wide. If Tim Tebow wasn't such a prima donna and was willing to be specialized in the first, or I guess in the point of the career, that second leg of his career, we realize you're no longer a starter. He would have been great at this. I I truly believe this skill set is absolutely worth a roster spot and dressing. I'm not here to address Tim's 50 or four top 50 QBs, but there should be more of these guys dressing on game day. When you write the high leverage third and fourth down short yardages, you'd get them with ease. There you go, Tim. You still confident about those four top 50 quarterbacks? I said top 50 to top 60. Yeah, I stand by what I said. You also said that I they might. Have, you also said they may have eleven Pro Bowlers this year, tying the record. I right? listed eleven guys that I could see if everything broke perfectly. Any of those eleven guys could be Pro Bowlers. Yes. All right. Let's jump into the NFC East win totals. That's what we're here to do. The Dallas Cowboys, who you got, are up first. Their win total is ten. That's even at minus one ten to the under and the over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minus two fifty to make the playoffs. Plus one forty to win the division. They are the favorites. Plus nine hundred, so nine to one to win the conference. Twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. Jeff, we're going to start with you. The talk and buzz of the preseason from everyone who is intelligent and who I consider sharp—not myself, but sharp people out there that I have talked to—all love the Cowboys under. Starting to think that it might just hit over and Dallas might actually just be the cream of the crop in this division. Because this division's not great. I remember last season, we were all very, well, I was very gung-ho on Dallas and did a literally like Tim waiting till the final tip switch to Philly. It was a big backfire. Um, yeah, you stare at that 10, but 11 to actually, you know, win your bet. This is a, this is a tough one. I am... I think Dallas is being is better than people are probably perceiving them to be, but I'm not seeing 11 wins. So therefore, I'm going to lean with the Gen Pop on this one, Pat. The Gen Pop. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the under here for Dallas at 11. Um, yeah. Interesting. Tim, did you have anything to go back at Jeff with on this, or are you on Team Under as well? I'm on Team Under as well. I look at Dallas's schedule, and there's just they because they won their division last season. They have a tough schedule. I mean, they start with the Buccaneers and the Bengals, like back to back. Like that's trouble. That's real trouble. Uh, then they have uh, L.A. the Rams sprinkled in there early, as well as games against the Packers I, I and the Vikings. I don't like this Dallas team that much. I think you, it is well said that this division is weak. It's probably the weakest division in the entire NFL. Uh, I have to play the under. I don't think that they're going to go 11-6. and six. So I think 10-7 and seven is the number. I don't have a big embrace of any of the teams in this division, to be frank. Uh, but I'm going to play the under on Dallas. I think the, like... I would play the under, but I don't hate them to win the conference bet at like nine to one either. They haven't been to a championship game 
since you and I were in elementary school. And, and the like, that's not going to happen. The funny thing is the whole market perception flips on Dallas if they win that week one game versus Tampa. And I wouldn't be shocked if they sure. won that game either. So I hate that, like, oh, my God, we're starting this thing. And I'm literally like, oh, my my um, my my, my chota hurts because I'm sitting on the fence and I just got spiked. Like, I see them winning 10 games. I'm sitting right on this on this number here. Hmm. I'm kind of with you as well. Yeah, that week one game of Tampa does kind of. It, it actually doesn't flip their season, but it will flip the perception on their season most definitely. And what are they, like two-point dogs in that game, if anything? Yeah, oh, maybe walking get shorter, home dog. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul is searching for a coin because I forgot the coin is supposed to be on the show. <laughs> We're off to a hot start in the 2022 season already. Paul, you can go to your car and go get the coin. I'll vamp about Dallas and we'll go through. So they lose Amari Cooper. There's Paul again. Hi, Paul. In front of the camera. I love it. What? So what is... Okay, Jeff, I'll ask you this to start off. What do you make of the Dallas defense? Because I think that's really the critical element of all of this. Like, do you think that they punch above their weight again in certain aspects of the season? Or are we going to get to the point where we saw them two years ago before Dak got hurt and it was just abysmal and Dallas had to try to score 47 points in order to win? Games they weren't winning. They were scoring 45 points, like losing in these games. After Micah Parsons, if I told you who gets to the quarterback on this team now that Randy Gregory isn't there, it's Dorrance Armstrong. That's a good name, though. Dorrance? Uh, you know, even Diggs, who gets so much love and egregiously ranked on that NFL top 100 list. Was he, was, he, was he above or below Herbert, who was, what, last place? There weren't too many people below Herbert on that list. Listen, there are a lot of players Diggs did not deserve to be lower than. He makes those interceptions. He also gives up over 1,000 yards to receivers. So a lot of boomer bust. I love Parsons. Like everybody, he plays five positions, it feels like, at times. But the strength, the weakness of this team could be that, that defense. I don't see much there. And I, I don't really care for what happened in the preseason, but people around Dallas are freaking out that this team takes so many penalties. Um, so that appears to be a really big concern for people really let's yeah underscore that point uh when in doubt you've got one of the worst coaches in football yeah in mike mccarthy coaching dallas so never forget that if you're on the fence mccarthy is more than capable of costing this team one to two wins just by his own inanity i i do also believe that there's a like for all these like cowboy fans are so insanely blind and always think their team is winning the Super Bowl. I have to say the Cowboy fans I interact with are so broken and jaded and don't think anything positive will be happening to their team anytime soon. I agree. I don't I don't find Cowboys fans are like that's that sounds like Maple Leaf fans. That's how they think. Cowboys yeah, or, fans aren't like that. Or it's just like an ESPN thing that they run with that doesn't seem to still be true. I'm not really sure, but at least the ones I know they're so powerful in numbers, but at least the football fans who like the Dallas Cowboys I interact with play nothing to the national narrative around Cowboy fans. 
I can Fair. completely see that. Now, I, that's why I was wondering if they're going to be undervalued right now or not, because everyone knows if Dallas is good, everything gets a juice to the over. So you'll get an extra point or a point and a half on them in week one games if people expect them to be good. But I do feel like the reverse is true for them if people perceive them to be bad and actually kind of makes them a nice buying position. Because for as many people who love the Cowboys, who want to bet on the Cowboys... There's also the other side of the population where if Cowboys fans are down on the Cowboys, you have all these people who want to line up and bet against the Cowboys in this spot. So I, I think it's kind of tricky to figure out where they're at for the season because, I mean, yeah, they lost Amari Cooper. That sucks. Is it going to kill their offense? I don't think so. I think their offense is still going to be pretty good. They led the league in turnovers last year. So they're probably so, so, confident so, that so, so they're probably that not. No, that's probably never going to not never going to happen again. It's probably not going to happen this year though. Depends yes. on the nature of those turnovers. They're mostly fumbles. I agree. If there's a lot of interceptions, that's less than that's less likely to turn around. Even interceptions. I mean, there's there's some like how many interceptions did Carson Wentz have thrown last year, Tim? A bunch, and we're going to come on to Washington here very soon, and uh, a team that I really don't like. But yeah, um, Dallas is a, a mediocre middle of the run team. But this is what the NFC is all about this year. There's like three really good teams, and everyone else is kind of trash in the NFC. And Dallas happens to be in a division where the Eagles are okay, the Giants are a mess, the Commanders are a real mess, and like they could exceed this and win 11 or 12 games and run away because they get to play six games in division and they get to play a ton of NFC games, and the talent in the NFC is rather bereft. So There the- is roads for NFC teams that simply don't exist in the AFC. So You can make the case for everyone that isn't like Chicago to win like 12 games this year if everything breaks perfectly. Yeah, and you can be excited because you can just see if yeah. your team is half decent, you can see this luck path that can exist for you that certainly will not exist. Um, there'll be no luck getting lucky through the AFC this year. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff, completely. So the coin has made his arrival on the scene. Heads for over, tails for under. We'll see how the coin does. We have tails. So tails under, that's a round of unders on the Cowboys because I too am going under the 10 on the Cowboys. Probably wouldn't be a bet for me though. Yeah, no bet. I'm not feeling strongly about it, but. Paul has a question. That's a 50 cent piece from the island of Fiji. It is. I keep it in my car for good luck. I keep it in my car for good luck. Have you been having good luck? I mean, I'm here. They're good enough. So the uh, the regular coin is on vacation until tomorrow. So we'll, we'll get the one with my face on it. It can back. stay on vacation. Yeah, it it's, stay it, on vacation. it's really big. When, when you're in studio, because we're doing in studio Sunday Night Live, Tim and I with a special guest every single week. I just have to the coin will be here. I'm going to get the coin to Troy. Maybe we can give the coin its own mic. How about that? We could, just like the week you were away. And so you put up that picture of yourself at the old uh, office <laughs> and had the camera on you know, that photo of you every time you spoke. That was great until A-Rap broke the glass of the photo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles' win total is a little bit different. They're nine and a half. It is juiced to plus 125 for the under, 
Minus 150 to the over 9.5. People are on the Eagles this year. Minus 190 to make the playoffs. Plus 160 to win the division. They're 11-1 to to win the conference. 22-1 to to win the Super Bowl. So to juxtapose that with the Cowboys, the Eagles are plus 160. The Cowboys are plus 140. Uh, although Dallas apparently has a much better chance of making the playoffs because they're minus 250, not minus 190. We're getting a full year, full year two of Jalen Hurts. They bring in A.J. Brown. We know that their offense line is going to continue to be one of the best in football I think there's a lot to like about the Eagles they did make the playoffs last year I know it didn't really go well for them but they were there that's always a positive thing like when you hear people hype up the Raiders this year a lot of it's predicated on well they made the playoffs last year and they're better this year I would wager that the Eagles are better this year but I don't know Jeff you I remember when the Chargers played the Eagles last season they covered it they covered the two and a half uh with a three-point win but they just kept being feisty in these games but they did feel like a team that if they ever got down by too much like they remind me of like the bush league ravens in a weird way yeah i can i can see i can see that they were definitely a feisty team a team that you know everyone was making jokes about as sirianni was talking about you know planting and you know, the cycle of a plant. And as that season went on, it was actually the team was growing and becoming better and more competitive. They struggled, it seemed like, versus any quarterback who could actually throw the football, I recall, Pat. But this is a really interesting one because when you look at their schedule and you go by, like, Vegas Advanced, they're favored in double-digit games, and that doesn't include two pickums. Now, they're not huge favorites, and these are lines set in the summer, but to give a, you know, to juxtapose, juxtapose, you're getting there. Keep juxta- trying. Juxtapose, yeah, justi- juxtaposition. Justice, juxtaposition. No, it's justice of the position. I'm with you, Jeff. Juxtapose? Yeah, that's <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go with that. How about how, how about take either side of the coin? Maybe that's something you can sub in for that word. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not going to try to pound on you for this. I can barely say trajectory. I have to say it really slow because I try to say it fast, and I sound like my three-year-old who just, <laughs> just slurs words together. Some of them aren't – listen, some people just can't say certain words in a pot like me right now. See, I'm, doing, I'm helping you out, Jeff, is what I'm doing. Thank you. We're in mid-season form. We can't talk. People are walking in front of the cameras. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I. but I'm still going to pick the under. It's almost like I'm just deciding I'm going under with Dallas and Philly. This division, I like a lot of things in other divisions. This one sort of has me not in a position to make any bets, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick under in Philadelphia. But I like a lot of the things – that are happening, all those new veteran faces, uh, how the draft went for them. I like it. I think that Philadelphia is going to, and maybe I'm going to take the under as well. And the coin is also jumping on the under bandwagon, Tim. But it kind of feels like Philly is going to be a really good front-running team this season that if they can jump out to an early lead just based on the way that they're able to run the ball. And listen, they bring in a superstar receiver. If they can play up-tempo, run off play action, uh, like they were doing very 
like the first like five weeks of the year last year before they became the, like the most run heavy team in football. I just think that they're going to be very good at that. It just in these close games, chasing games, can they move the ball down the field fast enough? And then if you have these pickums or three point spreads and even like you, I mean, Tim, you rag on this every year and you end one of the few things you ever write about is that no matter how good like Philly is or how bad Washington or the Giants are like, these are going to be close games. They just are. And in close every games, year. flip the coin. And that's how most of these games are settled. Yeah, that tends to be the way of it. I am going to then diverge from you guys for the first time because I was going to have probably four unders in this division, and I can't do that. I need to have an over. And I think Philadelphia is slightly the best team in the division. Um, I think if I could trust their trigger man, I could pick Philadelphia to go very, very far this season. You mentioned their offensive line is extremely talented. They have added one of the better receivers in football to their core in A.J. Brown. I think that defense has a lot of interesting pieces, but I don't trust the quarterback to throw the ball in big spots. Uh, I, I like Hertz. I think Hertz is an interesting player. I hope that he has made some progress in this offseason with his play, but I don't trust him as a passer, and that is limiting. At some point, you're going to get into spots, as you mentioned, if you're down 14. Outside of turnovers or luck or special teams, how's Philadelphia getting back into games? That's less of a concern within their division, but when they go up against the Tampas and the New Orleans and the you know the, the Rams and the Cardinals and the and the 49ers, how are they going to win those types of games? I don't know that they can. So I, I, I will play the over slightly. I think this team wins 11 games, maybe 10 or I think 11, 10 or 11 games. We'll play the over, but I'm, I wouldn't bet it. I'm not super confident, but it's the team of the four I like in the division. Making up those two scores in the fourth quarter would be difficult, but getting behind the eight ball early in a game for this team, I would argue their defense is... It can be fantastic. Like yards per play last year, they were fantastic. Uh, there's talent at every level. They got no turnover luck last year. So that's the type of defense. You go down 10 or 14 early, you get to the third quarter, and the other team still only has 17 points, and you've made it a one-score game. So I don't know. Like that would be the strength of their ability to stay in games would be that defense. And, you know, if they don't panic on offense – well, you're very anti-Hertz from what seems like a true NFL standpoint. I think, Are you high on him fantasy-wise? Because it seems like I had him last year. He was fantastic. And yeah. if I ended up with him again, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, I have him ranked number five at quarterback in terms of fantasy. But there is a huge line between what makes a great fantasy player and what makes a great real-life player. I think Hertz could get there. I'm just not – I haven't seen it. And I no. know that part of this is projecting out what you think is going to happen, but I think he's really a true unknown. Like, I don't think that he's ever going to lose his job this season unless he gets hurt or something like that. But just remember last season, like Hertz was winning games. Hertz was playing pretty well. And Gardner Minshew starts one game. And then it's like, oh, should Gardner Minshew be the starter of this team? Like, no was the answer. And they thankfully made the correct decision on that. But just the fact that that's still out there, and I could see it happening again this year if, like, he goes down for a I game, remember backup last year in the playoffs. All right. Yeah. What happened? They get down to Tampa right away, and, like, that game was over, and we all knew it was. And even Aikman on the broadcast was just then spending the rest of the pot, the rest of the, uh, the playoff game <laughs> it turned complaining into a it turned about into how a podcast. It <laughs> yeah, it, how basically, you know, Hurts can't throw the ball, and this game is not going to be able to come close again. And he was right. I mean, I, that, that is emblazoned in my mind because we all knew it, too like by the second quarter, that that playoff game was over. And that concerns me, uh, you know, as we get sort of into the deeper part of the season with the Eagles. But if we're just, you're asking me to cap the division, 
I say they're the best of the of the lot, uh, and uh, should should hit the rover. I think. I, I think that they uh, obviously people agree with you because it's juiced to minus one fifty on the nine and a half. I think they're the most popular division bet winner at the moment. I think that the path for them to get to like eleven games because I think they're going to beat up on bad teams. And th- mm-hmm. that's a big part of getting to some of these inflated. I don't even know if nine and a half is inflated, but that's really a big part of it. Don't play the close games against the crappy teams, blow them out and try to win coin flip games against the good teams, or just don't play a lot of good teams. And sometimes that can really inflate your record at the same time. But just because Jalen Hurts was bad in a playoff game last year, remember how terrible Lamar Jackson was in his first playoff game? Then he came out and won the MVP the next year. Like guys can improve. Sure. It was, oh, it was, I agree. It was the I argument agree. that you still hold on to about Josh Allen that he sucked in his very first playoff game. Well, the guy's gotten a lot better since then. He's not the same guy that <laughs> completely he used to agree. Be. So Jalen, why if, I said if Jalen Hurts takes a leap this year and is like good, they could be like fourteen and three. I agree, and that's why I sort of said in my peroration there that if I hope that he has made progress, and I hope that he has made strides. Because if he had Philadelphia, it could be a very interesting team this season. But I just I don't see it. I think they need to replace. I, if you told me that they were going to take Hertz out of the trigger spot and put Minshew in, I wouldn't change my bet at all or my pick. I, I most definitely would. Come is, on. Is Minshew even on the team anymore? Is he still an eagle? Yeah, he's a backup. He's an eagle, but... On, uh, I just, I'm skeptical. Color me skeptical. I hope I'm proven wrong, but color me skeptical. This guy got benched for Tua in a national championship high, game. Yeah. So you're not holding on to anything, but you're holding on to he got benched for Tua in a national championship game four years ago, which I believe they won, didn't they? Yeah, on a sort of fluky pass. <laughs> All right. So Philadelphia under, under, over for cost, under for the coin. The Commanders are up next. I picked Ron Rivera to win coach of the year. So that means... Uh, I didn't pick him to win coach of the year. I thought it was the best value bet on the board for coach of the year because the voting public really likes Ron Rivera. He's already won it twice. He hasn't won it yet with the commanders. Their over-under is set at eight. I wish they would just put hooks on all of these that would make over-unders far more fun. Can you imagine tying up your money, Jeff, the entire season to have a push? Like, that would be the fucking worst. It would be, but I tell you, you get to that week 17 game and or 18 game and you're begging for that push sometimes too for, I, I, for whatever's I, I happening agree. to go. I agree. Exactly. If you sit down at the blackjack table and you get dealt 17 and the dealer's showing an eight and they flip over that nine, you are ecstatic for that push. The over is even money. So it's plus 100 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Under eight wins is minus 120. So there's more action on the under for the commanders. I'm actually going to go over on them. And it's probably not why you think. I don't know if Carson Wentz is an upgrade over Heineke or not. Frankly, he's probably not. But they get Curtis Samuel back. They draft Dotson. So their offense, and Logan Thomas is apparently going to be back by like week two now. I thought he was going to miss like the entire first half of the season. Doesn't appear to be the case as he's already been activated off Puff. That's no guarantee. Puff. Pup. So he might be back as well. So I think this offense might be a bit more competent than people may think. And Wentz is Wentz. Like he'll be Okay, he's going to make some really, truly horrendous decisions. And he's definitely not going to run as hot as he did with the luck as he did last year in Indianapolis. When we get to Indianapolis, one of the reasons I don't like them as much is because they ran hot on offense last year in terms of not turning the ball over when they should have. And Wentz just kind of wants to give it up to the other team. And sometimes they just decide not to take it. The big thing here, Tim, is I really like this defense. Chase Young comes back 100%. This defense is going to be really good. Which, Which he won't. 
Why? But you won't because he's again already he's already still hurt. He get he's, he's I don't trust him. I'm sorry. Uh, there's no reason to think he's going to come back and be healthy and not get hurt again. Sorry, uh, just no reason to believe it. Other than it's just projection, wish casting. Probably not going to happen. This is a bad team. They have some a couple of good players. They have the worst quarterback in the division. That's saying a lot when Daniel Jones is in this division. They have the worst quarterback in the division. I don't believe in Antonio Gibson. I don't believe in their running back staff. Uh, McLaurin's a fine player. I was not a big fan of Dotson in college. I still don't believe they have they have no tight ends. Uh, I don't love their offensive line. I look at this team and it's just like this is a bad football team. There is not much talent here. This team's going to win eight games, go at eight and nine. I don't think so. Now under. I mean, like this is it the worst team in the NFC? No, but is it one of the three worst teams? Pretty indisputably. This is a bad football team. Take the under. Get rid of them. See, I don't think so at all. I think that they're just weirdly, weirdly competent, Jeff, at almost every level. And in the in this NFC, that's going to win games. You're not, I am. You're so... not so. Are, are you on a? No, are you, on a are you on a justice of position right now? <laughs> I am in in a bit of a justice of position. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this team. This team, will have no, this team will have none of my preseason money at all. The only thing I would consider Washington football team. Yes. That's not their name anymore. Yeah, they're the commanders now, man. Oh, now they're God. the commanders. You're still, you're still behind. For getting it right, too. I'm offended. <laughs> yeah, Paul is triggered behind the camera. <laughs> Wait till Jeff realizes they're not the Tennessee Oilers or the Tennessee Titans. Stop. He knew they moved um, from Houston, but he just I didn't know. Like, there's that not they, a single uh, place I'd want money on this team. Maybe um, Chase Young to win Defensive Player of the Year after Tim's rant. There, he's going to miss four games. At twenty to one, seems seems kind of fair. Pat, this team was fifty to one, sixty to one to win the Super Bowl, and then they got Wentz, and their number got bigger. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just what the market. So. I think we are blindly maybe getting some value on them because no one wants to touch them in that respect. Like, there's such a stank. The only I thing guess... they have a chance to win is the team with the least attendance at re- weekly football games. They have a real <laughs> chance gonna... to win that award. That's about it. I don't it. know how this is probably shows that I'm not bright because the math can't really break this way. I'm picking under, and I've yet to pick an over in the division. Uh, so uh, me and the coin are going over. You and Tim are going under. I mean, it's, it does feel like I guess one of them will probably go over. But, hey, going three for four in a division is not bad. It'll be up money if you end up doing that and getting three or four correct if you bet every team, which we're not doing because no one does that. That would be crazy. If you're betting like – Cam might. Cam might. But if you're betting like 27 season win totals, you're A, you're tying up a lot of money for the <laughs> entire season. So Didn't he say he had 30 bets in on the tour championship and there's only 30 people in the I've tournament? Seen, I've seen Cam's pending sheets on like a random <laughs> Sunday. It is it is a sight to behold. You know how they tell you like don't bet every game because what are you trying to do? Go nine and eight? Like what are you realistically doing? What are you trying to do? Go you know, ten and ten and seven. It's hard. Like he cannot just find the two or three he loves. He goes everywhere. 
everywhere. He, he used to have PGATour.com open on the computer next to me. <laughs> and I'd go, I, I'd just look over and like, you know how you can start your guys. They appear in a different color, like shade. They're darkened at the top and they move everyone to the top of the leaderboard. Then you have your regular leaderboard. He just had everyone start. Like, it's like, you can just use the regular leaderboard for this man. You don't need to like, like people pick who out- used to go to college. I don't mean to me turn this. People who went to college and had a textbook and just highlighted the whole page. Yeah. Like, those people needed to go to prison. Like, what are you doing? Why did you highlight that whole page? You didn't need to highlight any of it. I don't mean to turn this into an after show based on what happened on your other show. Fantastic content. Go watch it. But, like, does anyone see something weird about a self-proclaimed cooking savant just finding out about Piri Piri for chicken? Or like churrasco is like a style. I I don't think that he said he just found out about it. I think that he was just telling the people in case they didn't know about it. Mm, I think this is the sort of thing that Jeff wouldn't be surprised if I discovered. But okay, I like this. I like that the extended universe has beefs, <laughs> and these should be stoked. Show That's rivalries, what? beefs. No, 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 no. No, no, Show no. rivalries. That's what Jeff wants, and I, I appreciate that. Are you kidding? No, not at all. There's no rivalry. At Fri- all. Rivalries can be friendly. Sure, like in there might be a discourse that goes back yes. and forth, uh, like a, rip, a rivalrous discourse. But I don't see it. Like there's no. Yeah, I love. I take a bullet for everyone on that show panel. Yeah, but that's what it's about: is friendly rivalrous discourse. Let's move to the Oh, they tell me I invite them to play golf, huh? <laughs> well, we listen, in fairness to them, like factually we have yet to play golf. So if they want to like hold that until it happens, but there's receipts and you know, you can't bash me for not playing golf and you last time we speak, you're literally like I am so busy, I can there's no I don't know how to give you a time. Ooh, yeah, there you go. That glove has been thrown down. <laughs> I can't wait for the return fire. New York. Well, ju- they'll have to get a new bit because I'm going to end this no golfing bit as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about the Giants? Not really. Okay, well, we're talking about them right now. Their over-under has gone up as the preseason has gone along. I believe it was six, then it was six and a half. It's actually seven now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Under seven, minus 110. Over seven, minus 110 for the New York Giants. To make the playoffs, they're plus 230. Eight to one to win the division. 60 to one to win the conference. 130 to one to win the Super Bowl. Probably not going to win the Super Bowl, but they do have a brand new coach, Tim. That is that has to be good for what five wins over Joe Judge, who is like a co potential play caller with Matt Patricia in New England. Now I, I like that they are kind of pushing Kenny Galladay to the side. It doesn't seem like he's going to be a full time player anymore. He and Sterling Shepard are going to split time. Where you have Kadarius Tony and Wendell Robinson in there, maybe Daniel Jones can become a bit more efficient. Almost like we saw the improvements that Josh Allen made under Brian Dable. Do not think that Daniel Jones is as good as Josh Allen, but if he just improves. I mean, nowhere to go but up for Daniel Jones. Saquon gets back a little bit healthy. Maybe their defense is looking a little bit, a little good, although Thibodeaux might miss a week or two, but it turns out he's going to be fine with the sprained knee. 
I'm kind of leaning... I wish it was still six, because I think I would have gone over six. Seven seems about right, and it's going to seem really stupid when they're like two and 15 or something like that. But I think they're going to be weirdly competent, Tim. Yeah, but you can really only take the over if you think they're going to be a really a, an eight-win team. Seven, eight-win team, and I don't see it. They could be confident. I like Dayball. I think in a couple of years' time, this Giants team will be pointed in the right direction. I mean, I, I think Dayball leaving Buffalo is perhaps one of the biggest stories of this season that no one really t- is talking about enough. I think it's a huge loss uh, and, a, and a big gain for, for the Giants. I think that they're going to be well-coached. I think they are going to struggle, but you're going to see green shoots. And come the end of the season, we're going to be talking about New York as a potential team that's roiling in the right and, uh, and, and, and getting in the right direction for 2023. But I just don't trust Daniel Jones. In the end, I mean, we look at this division, the teams I like the least are the, I mean, I, I, I don't like the, the Commanders or the Giants because I do not trust their quarterback play. I just don't. And I cannot pick overs on teams with quarterbacks that I just don't like. It's very hard to do. Well, is so this going to be is, is this going to be the all under show in the NFC outside of like three? I took teams? the Eagles. I took I took the Eagles over. I suppose that's true. So uh, I have some overs coming in the West. Uh, I have some overs coming in the in the North, but uh, not here. I'm going to go under seven, Jeff. Seven seems like the right number. There's definitely a no bet because you know seven wins does seem possible. Does eight wins? Yeah, I mean, it's most definitely within their range of outcomes. They could be good for all we know. But this does feel like a transition season between is Daniel Jones their guy? Because if he's not, there's going to be a new quarterback in New Jersey next year. But if Dayball can get something out of him, maybe that maybe he's a good enough coach and a good enough offensive schemer that he can really get Daniel Jones away from the things that he does very poorly, emphasize more on things he really does well. And that's just not something that he's had the entire time he's been in the league. I agree with everything you and Tim have essentially said. Put it together. That could be my take. Uh, eight just seems too high. I don't see them getting to eight. I am the one that is running the trifecta of unders here. Uh, wasn't really a plan, but I don't feel confident in anyone clearing those numbers. I, like Tim, think that I think the season will end. The Giants might be horrible, but there could be this consensus vibe around the league that they're really going in the right steps. We'll mm-hmm. see some good things from their young players. I do believe that, but I think there could be even a there, I think that part of the plan could be to not have a problem being horrible this year in the transition season you speak about in what looks to be a very profitable quarterback situation next offseason's draft. So I'm taking the under. Obviously, I'm going to be wrong somewhere in this division. If you're asking me to pick the winner... Well, we, we, uh, we, uh, the- spoiler alert, <laughs> we, we, will be, we will be picking the winner of this division. That's part of the show, Jeff. Okay, yeah, I forgot we just did the win totals. I Sorry. Um, so I'll save that for when you ask. But I'm on the under, but the arrow definitely up. And much like you, Pat, if this was sitting at that six, I probably could have been inclined to pick the over. But it's, again, I don't think I'm getting to eight where you'll be able to put an L beside this suggestion when you recap them. Well, every year there's the two types of teams that screw up win totals. There's the team that got hot at the end of last year that everyone thinks that is just going to roll it over into this season and come out hot. It's collectively known as Miami Dolphins syndrome because that's what they – not so much last year because they ended up folding. Each of the two years they folded at the end, got hot midseason. But previous to that, when they had Tannehill and everyone – I'm sure you remember this very vividly. 
Tim, that they would just get hot for the final five weeks, go like four and one, five and zero, oh, then they'd be the real sleeper team coming into the year. They'd oh, that's like, all you hear or heard about yeah. all off season. How great the Dolphins were! They're going to the Super Bowl. Blah blah blah. People love talking about them like that. Yes. Yeah. Then they'd go like one and seven to start the year. Then they would do it again at the end and be like, oh, Dolphins year next year. But then you have the other teams like this, teams that we don't necessarily think are tanking. But they have all these young players, and they're like, ah, oh, this is a transition year. They bring in a new, comp- well, hopefully, competent head coach. Uh, at least on paper, seems like a huge improvement over what they had last year. They add two rookie offensive linemen. Maybe they're really good. This is the type of team that just, they have the profile of the team that could really surprise. I don't think that they're going to do it. Again, but there's like a collection of like four or five teams like this. I think it's personally going to be Jacksonville, but I-, I could see it being the Giants and not Jacksonville. Anyway, I'm that. going. I'm, that, I'm going under. <laughs> when we were on Jacks, when we were on Washington, I really wanted to ask you about that Week One Jacksonville, Washington game. Well, Jack, we can... if Jacksonville is going to go 17 and 0, they have to win Week One, pal. Well, I know yeah, you're just we kind have of a mainstream on, game for Week One. You're high on both of those teams to be to be decent. So I was just wondering where your head would be at, but we'll find out when we do a Week One spread show. What a garbage game that is. Oh what, what what is the spread in that game right now? Where's the game? I it was like four or four and a half for Washington. I'll take I'll take the Jags. If it's in Washington, I would take Jacksonville. If it's in Jacksonville, yeah. Well, if the Jags are you, you, so you would take Washington. You would take Jacksonville if it was in Washington and they were four point dogs. But you wouldn't take Jacksonville at home. Yeah, I think I would take. Dogs? I probably would take. I probably would take Jacksonville in both instances. Okay. Both teams are awful, though. But I don't know about awful. They might be awful. Who Talentless, knows? talent free. I don't know about that. But you're big on the Bad Jets' talent. Well, just neither the Jags or Commanders have any quarterback play. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's pick the division winner, Jeff. Since you were so keen on it, who are you picking to win the division? <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Dallas to win the division. I like you in picking Dallas to win the division. I picked them under. I picked the whole division under. But when forced to try to figure out who might rise to the top here, I'll I'll take the favorite. Give me um, Dallas. I will not have a favorite in, as we go mostly through this NFC, I believe. Tim, I told you that at runthesims.com slash mail for that discount, you can run simulations of, I mean, you can run each game up to 10,000 times if you want to with your own customizable projections. But Madden ran, I believe, 1,000 simulations of the season. Dak Prescott was MVP the most times. I mean, I don't think it's impossible. Dak is a, a marvelous quarterback. I, w- I wouldn't shock me in the least. Uh, I like Philadelphia to win the division. So Dallas, Dallas, Philly, the coin will abstain from making a pick on the division because there are four options. Coin only has two sides. We need one of those weird Dungeons and Dragons dice. Oh, should we, should we get the dice? The die? The die is going to come pick divisions? <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So no. no. Okay, we'll pass on that. But we are at the midway point of the show, and since we split this into four shows instead of two, that means we need to add, in between divisions, a Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> so I will ask you this question, Jeff, because I spoke about this with Pat and other people this week and I got indignant answers, but you're a more cultured person. You'll understand this perhaps. So earlier in the week, or I guess last week, I was at a hotel. And I am of the belief that if you're the guest of a hotel, that the front desk should make all your restaurant reservations for you if you want. You just call down and say, I'd like to eat at such and such a place at such and such a time. Please make a reservation for me. And when I mentioned this to the group that we were in, I got lambasted by people saying, what's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. That's, unless you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton and you have a concierge, yes. you don't have anybody who does this. The front desk is not going to make your reservations for it. But it seems to me I'm the guest at a nice hotel. They should be making the reservations for me. The concierge's are... job is to make the reservations for you. But this doesn't have a concierge. If you're, so if you're, then you're fucking, when you're staying at the Howard Johnson or the Marriott, <laughs> you don't get that service. It was a nice hotel. I'm you know, what gonna... you're lucky to get is a printout of the restaurants near the hotel that have been recommended with numbers. And that's what they'll give you. That's, no, that's I should be able to pick up my room phone and say, hi there, no! I'm in room 724. Who I'd like you, you to make me a reservation at uh, this particular restaurant at 8 p.m. tonight. Thank you. And then you hang up. They should do that for you. you you're I'm living, the guest. You're living in some 
aristocratic period of of travel when it was truly i guess for only rich people now you go on a plane people are having goddamn pajama parties so no no you are wrong you are wrong you're 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 unless you're staying at a really nice resort um where there is the concierge and you still help you get a reservation you're done. You're toast. You're so out of touch. How is that out of touch? It's their job to look after me as a guest. No, it I... isn't. It's their job to work the front desk, to sign people in, to give people like you free toothbrushes and free deodorant. Oh, Jeff, he Tim stole the garbage bag out of the garbage can at his hotel. <laughs> well, we can't get plastic bags here anymore, so... I took the plastic bags out of the ice bucket, out of the garbage can. Oh, yeah, those came What up. does that mean? It's like, because you go to Walmart, they don't even give you bags exactly. anymore. Exactly. So anywhere so the, you can score a loose leaf bag? A Lucy. Like some, 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 some people buy Lucy cigs. Tim's on the black market for Lucy plastic bags. So what am I? And okay, well, I mean, I so I am getting the same indignant response from Jeffrey. What it's not, am it's not I indignant. as a guest? You have to stay entitled to it from the from the front desk deck. What am I entitled to? Toilet what trees? services? Am I mean, I what hotel? Yeah, it depends what on what hotel? hotel you're staying at. It's man. like a it's like a two hundred dollar a night type of hotel. Yeah, not ex- I, I not ex- not you know expensive in enough. 20, in the summer of twenty twenty two, two hundred dollars is a dump. Because <laughs> I did a boys trip. And, and literally, wow. I thought I was in a jail too cell. Rich. Okay, well, this was no. Not you like... should see. I wish I had the pictures. Paul, yes, you have something to chime in here. Yeah, my 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 sister and her family stayed at the Hampton Inn, and it cost them over three hundred dollars. And they weren't even in like the nice part of the city; they were on the other side of the bridge. So, like, two hundred dollars is a straight up dump. And why? It's not their job to call. It's not their job to call because you're too scared to call and make reservations on your well, own. There's no reason they can't to look after me as a guest. I'm the guest of the hotel. If everyone no, did it, they would need more. Like they would have to charge you two fifty for that dump. Uh, then go ahead if you're looking. At, if you're servicing me as the guest, go ahead. No, they're there to supply you your room key and to give you like. Yeah, if the no, air, they're not if, there. If the, if the they're air, not there to. If the air conditioner is broke, you can call them. They'll send someone up. You need more towels. Call them. They'll send something up. But to make your dinner reservations at non-hotel restaurants, that's what a concierge service does. And you're probably, I I would say minimum, minimum per night. You're probably looking at at least 750 bucks a night per room for at least that service to exist at that hotel. It might not exist at that hotel. You're probably right. But that's at least probably the, the minimum threshold for that service. Maybe You're I'm probably right. I'm sure that or there are. Some... I'm sure there are hotels that exist that have a concierge service that is cheaper. But I'd say, like, if we're taking the mean here, that's like the low end of pricing that you're looking for. Yeah, or maybe some soup. Yeah, you're 100 right. And to make Tim even angry, you know what the person at the front desk job is? It's to take your request for an extra pillow and then input it into a robot to go bring you an extra pillow. Well, I don't care how it's done. All I care about is being serviced as the guest who's spending his money at a place, and I am asking. Who are you, Dominic Strauss Khan? You looking for a handy too? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm asking for the person at the front desk to make me hotel uh, to make me restaurant reservations. It seems perfectly reasonable that that request could be given. You're staying in a Marriott courtyard, buddy. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I would not look down my nose in a Marriott. I'm Courtney. not. I'm not. It's it's a fine, really fine hotel. It'll. Do oh no, it's not. It's a dump. You just called it that. You just no. called it a dump. That's not what. That's uh, in fairness, that is not what Jeff said. But sure, you live your truth and hear what you want to hear. It wasn't. It wasn't a Marriott Courtyard. Although oh. I've been at Marriott Courtyards and I rather like them. Yeah, they also don't have concierge services to make your reservations for I don't, you. They have somebody working at the front desk who is always idle every time I walk by. The least they could do for me is make a reservation for me if I ask. So, and if it's so easy, as I've been told that it takes 10 seconds on the internet. Which it I did. Our friend booked you a table where you wanted to go in less than 20 seconds, which you then could have no done. And, you're, and, you're, no and your them. response was, oh, I didn't know they had a website. I didn't know they had a website. <laughs> I didn't know they had a website. What no year do you think this is? From the guy know. complaining a couple weeks, well, the internet's unreliable. Doesn't tell him the time of holiday grocery stores. Well, I'll, I'll have an, I have another story too. Of people advising me not to use the internet <laughs> for things, but that will leave that for a different corner. Paul, I, Paul, just... Paul has a question. He, Paul, Paul is very invested in this conversation. Do you show up to like a standard car lot and like hand the guy at the booth like the keys and tell him to park your car because it's a valet service? Because it's the same thing that you're <laughs> talking about right car, now. I would give them the keys to ask them to park it. Yes. Yeah, but why isn't the front desk <laughs> he guy? may he may give it to his buddy and you just steal your car because he's not yeah, a valet yeah. service. He takes your money in and out of the car lot. Like you're basically oh, like you're what saying. you're I saying, saying you're right saying. now is basically the same thing as that. Oh, if you no, if you go not. to like People a fancy are there to serve me as a guest. No, no. Tim is and literally to, and to, like and to look after my needs. No, well, my need Tim, is a reservation. Does the keg have valet? No, it does not. So you're literally driving your car to the front door of the keg, staying at your Marriott courtyard, handing a stranger your keys and expecting it to be. I parked. don't think that's quite the same thing, Jeffrey. I think it's it pretty kind apt. Of is. <laughs> It kind of is. So, okay. So you don't think that I should be looked after as a guest. Okay. Well, that's fine. That, that's your position. I think as a guest, I'm entitled to, and it's because it's so simple. Okay. It takes I, I, seconds. I, I, I think, I think you hit on the key word, just entitlement. You're just very entitled. Tim too rich. But buy it. You're, you're so rich. Just pay for better places. Then you can have it. I will agree. Tim is probably like, it's an overriding thought that like for sure today, you are getting way less for what you pay for than you yes. used to. And a lot of these establishments, even your Howard Johnson's, once upon a time may have had a someone to do that for you. But you would have been like three years old. No, he would have like, been it's... minus 30 years old. Tim didn't didn't grow up in the 50s. Yeah, so I don't I don't I don't know. I it just you are you like watched a movie or something and and presume that this is how it's supposed to be. But to Pat's point, no, you're thinking like you're clearing 500 and that might be conservative for getting that sort of service. And not $500 in a nice popular city. $500 in like Indianapolis. Yeah. They might make you a, a place at the uh, shrimp cocktail place, Elmo's. Or people in Indianapolis just getting the get, getting the shoulder from Jeff. Yeah, but five hundred dollars in New not York. Not a nice place. L somewhere like Indianapolis. Five hundred dollars in New York, L.A., downtown Toronto, San Francisco isn't the same five hundred dollars. I guarantee you, if you stay at the Royal York in downtown Toronto, you would get that service. It's the Royal York. <laughs> It's the most like historic, nice, like fancy. Yes, you would get that service, but it's also going to cost you like a thousand dollars a night for that room that you paid two hundred dollars for. 
And that $800 difference is where you, you get know, that service. Your comp being the Royal York doesn't help you. Well, that's just a, a hotel I know in downtown Toronto. Yeah, because it's one of the most famous hotels in the country, and it's where it is like, currently. The Queen would stay. I, I just looked it up. It is $1,400 a night, Tim, for their cheapest okay, room. Okay, probably for like the, the luxury suite, probably. No, that's for the cheapest room right now is that really how much it would be wow travel is in it's so crazy that's a lot more than i would have guessed for a normal room i would have guessed like a normal room there would be like 450 to travel nicely is probably gobsmack expensive these days dude in the summer at at least in the summer it would be dude actually i i got no no i got that right the cheapest room is 1400 (laughs) dollars wow you can buy more you, you can buy more it's a very nice hotel but my and they'd make you a reservation at Soto Soto, I promise. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't make you a restaurant in some like trash place that Tim wanted to go. <laughs> They're like, no, no, thank, well, no they, thank you, sir. They, We're not going to make you a reservation at Steak and Put Stein. it this way. The best you're getting at the places you're staying right now is a printout with about 14 restaurants on it. And they'll say, choose your own adventure. Yeah, sir. they might circle it with a highlighter for you, like with a map of you are here and here are some <laughs> restaurants that you might enjoy, sir. Well, that basically ended up what was happening because I felt shamed from our conversation and then didn't make the request. But had I not run it through my support team first and done, just acted upon my own instinct, I would have asked them to make me the reservation. And maybe they and listen. Maybe they would have. I don't know. We just said it, it's nothing that anyone you asked would have done at that hotel because we understand the job of a front desk clerk at a hotel. That isn't their job. A concierge. That would be their job, which they didn't have. I put myself in the position of the person at the front desk, and I thought to myself, were I that person, yeah, would you, I want to do that? And I no, would say yes. no, you, Tim, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you won't you... phone any places to make reservations. How would you do that? I don't oh. understand. Like, why aren't you calling the front desk and getting... Why aren't you calling the guy at the front desk and getting two tickets to Billy Joel? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I were going to go to a show or something that evening, I would have called down to the front desk and said, could you get me two tickets to whatever? Yeah, Depair- we did that. I've done that before. You you have done that I, before. I've been to places before, like where my dad has gotten hockey tickets from the front desk uh, to Montreal Canadiens games, for example. He just says, that is, "Where can I've I buy seen... them?" And the guy just like it was just a front desk clerk. It's like we got some here. It's so much dollar, so many dollars. Okay, no, uh, that isn't uncommon in like Toronto. Like they have, and if guests want to buy this, like before, you know, your sub hubs, they would. Yeah, this is a thing that happens. But but I'm I was more being um okay facetious or justice position. Oh. He's taking the justice of position, Tim. Well, Juxta you know position. Did I get yes? It? Yeah, that's correct. Juxta position. Juxta. Okay, I feel like Sal Governale the way that all played out. <laughs> I mean, Jeff was too afraid as a kid to call one eight hundred. What the hell was it? A B C D E F G for some hooked on phonics. Remember those commercials? <laughs> yes, no, I don't. It, this Go all on. goes back to your fear to to speak to anyone on the phone. Well, I'm just not comfortable doing it. No, you're but uncomfortable. I have, but I have saying, to do it do now because I lost a bet. Because Xander really... couldn't win for me, I have to now do it. Yeah, that's a part of the bet now. Is there one and done? When Tim loses, like he does every year, part of the stipulation is he has to call the restaurant and make the reservation. You know, you could get away with it by just booking online. I don't know how to do that though. Like, I don't even know that this place has a, has a website. I would make Tim, well, I guess it, your order would get screwed up. That'd be the problem. But I would make Tim, like, order Chinese food. But then you'd the order would be bad. 
like I wouldn't trust him to handle the group order, but him, Tim having to like talk to a restaurant about like an intricate delivery order would be, oh, I would be, it would be, it would be horrific. I do. I do appreciate the stated goal to break this up into four shows is that the two shows were just too long, but now we're just making each of these shows the same length as normal shows. <laughs> and now there's double. Them. <laughs> well, then let's mush on to the NFC South West South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tim's MVP pick, Tom Brady, who is back at training camp. 11 and a half is their win total. Minus 600 to make the playoffs, minus 250 to win the division, plus 330 to win the conference, seven and a half to one to win the Super Bowl at DraftKingsportsbook.com, which you should go play. And it's expanding to more states, <laughs> as I'm seeing on my Twitter feed right now. 11 and a half seems right. I think they go over, Jeff. As long as Brady stays healthy, over. Easy stuff. Okay, so I'm one of these guys, Pat, as you know, everyone who's watched the show knows. I just love the national content. I'll watch segment <laughs> cut-ups of Dan Patrick's show, Rich Eisen's show, and I can fall for summer hyperbole at times. And my head was spinning with this Brady stuff. Like, spinning. Who is this guy? He's all in all the time. He's just going to disappear like, that's not good. The O-line, they're losing guards. They lose an all-pro center. What does everyone know? Brady hates pressure up the middle. Now they're, you know, at, might be at the point where one more injury and Brady, it's like guys, like, off the street to be his interior protection. That can't end well. And I'm having these thoughts of staring at Buccaneers, missing the playoffs, 5-1, to 5-50, thinking they're either going to be amazing or if it's bad they could be horrible the schedule is so hard to start that if it goes bad maybe there's just like well we're not a middle like there's no middle ground there but all it took was like one day of brady back and you're like he doesn't need a practice who gives a shit he's tom brady they're so fine give me give me the um i'm gonna take the under but they're fine yet to make an overpick but they're totally fine they could win the super bowl and that's not a bold take it's an obvious one the coin is going over, the, the coin is going over with me tim yar it's as a pirate this is a free steal uh this is free money uh, i i love you over here love it free booty uh, new orleans yeah free booty <laughs> that's actually good <laughs> uh new orleans is a challenge uh, in part because they're good, and in part because they tend to beat Tampa Bay every time they play. So I would be a little anxious about the division in a bit. I can see both those teams burgeoning on 11 or 12 wins. Uh, but I like I like the Buccaneers quite a bit. I, I'm going to play them. Obviously, I'm ready to win the MVP, so I think they're going to play well. Uh, I see in a very, very weak NFC, I see all the pieces here that I need to feel comfortable taking them on the over. The public agrees, or at least the betting community agrees with Jeff right now, because the over on 11.5 wins is plus 110. The under is minus 130. Saints, Tim, you call them free money for their over 11 or 12 wins? They're 8.5 right now. So I like them a, a lot. Uh, the under is juiced to minus 115. The over at minus 105. Oh, 20 cents at DraftKings Sportsbook. Fun times. To make the playoffs, plus 125. To win the division, plus 310. 20 to 1 to win the conference. 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 
They do, I mean, at least on paper, their receiving core should be wildly improved from a year ago. Mm -hmm. This is is a team that now under not Sean Payton is going to rely on their strength in the trenches. They have a good offensive line. They have a good defensive line. Frankly, their defense should be really good. Jameis is back. Hopefully we don't see much Taysom Taysom Hill because, I mean, maybe a tight end or H-back or something, but playing quarterback days without Sean Payton around, probably over at this point. I do worry that I think that people had it's it was so long that Sean Payton was there. And I don't want to call the guy a genius, but he did some pretty good work for New Orleans over the years. Because Jeff, you had Drew Brees for ages. And what was the Drew Brees thing? Like he was good, but he wasn't great. He goes to the Saints and the dude's a Hall of Famer. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that Sean Payton constructed an offense. Like, what Jameis are we going to see? Are we going to see conservative Jameis that we saw under Sean Payton last year that wanted to win close defensive games? Or is he going to be Jameis from Tampa again? I feel like there's such so many unknowns about this team that I'm actually going to take the under in this spot. Go ahead. I <laughs> Well, I know Tim was super gung-ho. So well, I no, but he referred was... the question to you. Uh, yeah, but that would require Jeff to listen and not take a joke. No, I was listening. What are you talking he about? He wants to there's see so what Tony Finau's odds are right now, okay? No, there's so many unknowns. You didn't trust them. I was saying looking at the unknowns, I'm counting the pickums they essentially have on their schedule. feels like a schedule full of pickums and games that can go any way. I lean with Tim here on the Saints. I'm incredibly bullish on this team to be dominant defensively. And I have, for whatever reason, um, always kind of been a slut for Jameis Winston. I believe the ceiling can exist and the floor got a lot higher in his time with Sean Payton in New Orleans. You're not wrong, Pat. When Sean Payton got to New Orleans, there felt like it was an initial five, six-year window where he was the best whiteboard coach in the league. Whatever he drew up on a whiteboard with Drew Brees worked to perfection in football games. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the defense. I'm I am high on Jameis Winston. Again, I think the ceiling is is as it always was. A guy that can throw over thirty touchdowns. Problem was, it came with twenty four interceptions. I am naive enough to believe time in New Orleans away from the what was like a total freewheeling in Tampa, the floor got a lot higher. And it'll be required. But I'm I'm in on the over. I think they threatened to win the division. Dennis Allen, as a head coach, Tim, has a 22% winning percentage. Yeah, but like Oakland was terrible. And they didn't give, it was he had Andrew Walter or something at quarterback. Like he didn't have much skill. So I'm going to give that a pass. And he's been a very, very good defensive coach with the Saints. I think he was a good hire. There's a lot of continuity there. I don't have a whole lot to add. New Orleans gets to play Atlanta and Carolina, who are horrifically bad twice. So, yeah, everything sets up, I think, for the Saints to, to go over their win total. And, yeah, like Jeff said, threaten Tampa and wouldn't shock me if they had the tiebreakers on Tampa because they, they know how to play Tampa very well. Carolina, one of those terrible teams, is up next. Their win total is six and a half. It is even money on both sides, minus 110. So it's a good line set by DraftKings Sportsbook, at least right now, to make the playoffs plus 350, nine to one to win the division, 70 to one to win the conference, 131 down in Giants territory to win the Super Bowl. Hot take, Tim. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But 
Baker Mayfield has been named their starter. And I think this is really interesting because, (laughs) well, what we saw from Baker the last two seasons, one, he got the Browns to the second round of the playoffs once, and he essentially gutted out all last season with what was like a broken collarbone. And he just, it was stupid to continue to play because he was horrible, but the dude played through an injury. If he's healthy again, like it's a big upgrade over Sam Darnold. Okay, but that's not enough. Like, that's not enough. Like, he was okay in Cleveland. He was fine. Uh, not great, but good. Uh, the receiving core there isn't exciting. I like more, but I'm not excited by Robbie Anderson getting older. Oh, hold on, uh, hold on. You're talking about who you called a top 10 receiver in the NFL two years, years ago. ago. Two years, years ago. Top two 20. years ago, you years said he was ago. top 10, and now he sucks. He's washed I up. think I said top 20. You uh, said top 10. I'm not a I think I said top 20. You said top 20. I'm not that well, you excited can th- you can, that. You can, you can, hold on. You can think about what you said long enough. People watched the show. They heard what you said. How many games am I going to get on McCaffrey? Six? Like, yeah, probably. I don't know. I just, hey, go, a hold, lot hold on. You're down on McCaffrey, yet you said he's the number one pick in fantasy. The logic is there. Like, it's worth the risk. But, you know, what is it like? What's the likeliest outcome? That he doesn't play all his games. That's the likeliest outcome. And particularly when Carolina is like, one and nine and they have nothing to play for or something like is he gonna play late in the season when he's dinged up as you said he doesn't play when he's not a hundred percent so i don't know i'm i get why people would take him first over i would too but i'm also not expect i I think it's just as likely that that blows up as doesn't uh just worth the gamble in fantasy football um i don't know i just there's nothing about this that the team is very poorly coached matt rule it seems to be like the, the stories are that Rule is out the door this season if they don't make the playoffs, and there's little reason to believe they're going to make the playoffs. So, yeah, this team is floundering. It's going to be it's, not, it's going to be a bad time in Charlotte this season. I, I don't see much reason for optimism. I don't mind their defense, Jeff. And they won five games last year despite losing their final seven games. They had Sam Darnold. They had P.J. Walker starting games. Like, if Baker's actually an upgrade, maybe he's not. Maybe Baker sucks. I happen to think he's somewhere in the middle of NFL quarterbacks. Maybe, like, the 18th best quarterback, which makes him better than, like, Carson Wentz. Guys like that. So, I think if they can get some competent quarterback play, six and a half isn't a ton. Atlanta might be really bad. Like you said, the NFC is really bad. I think that you want to take an over on Atlanta or Carolina because I think that one of the teams beats up on the other team and they end up getting to their win total. So I'm going to take the six and a half over on the Carolina Panthers. I think they'll stay in games. If you really truly think the Panthers are going to be bad and they stumble out of the gate, Matt Rule, first coach fired, I think would be the bet to look at. It's totally there. Yeah. Uh, That is actually probably a really good bet. Despite me suggesting with you, I'm taking the over. I could see the other side of that coin where rule would cash that ticket. We all know Tepper, um, you know, high finance, all the stuff about him. He'll be quick. Although it's a lot of money and, and we shall see Buy low Baker. I mean, every time there's an opportunity to buy low on Baker sample size, isn't big, but the university of Oklahoma and, uh, you know, in some sense, when he came in with, with the Browns, despite being first overall, feels weird to say they bought low on a guy. Yeah, they took first. him with the very first pick in the draft. They couldn't pick. have bought any higher. Um, But then, you know, the season didn't go well, and then he had the great little bounce back. Last year was truly horrible. It's the O-line. They have the worst O-line in football. It was them and the Dolphins. At least the Dolphins did a lot to overhaul it. The Panthers tried. I don't know if it was as successful. 
I mean, I think they only have one starter from last year's line. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, though. So it's still a very young defense. I like a lot of the pieces they continue to bring in there. Six and a half. I see them getting to seven. If you ask me to guess their record, I'd guess seven and ten. So I'm taking the over. Not going to bet Matt Rule is first coach fired. It's three to one. That's that's not enough for me. Oh, that is what, bad. Yeah. What's Especially when you like them to hit the over. You're not betting a three on the one to protect him. A seven win, a six and a half win ah, over. Staley's odds, as you just asked for, Tim, are 66 to one. Pretty good odds. Fuck off. <laughs> what do you think Robert Salah's first coach to be fired odds are? 50 to one. Uh, 14 to one. Oh, I'd be surprised. I mean, like I'd be surprised the, too. But like expectations Pete, are low. We, like, we were not expected to win every one of our regular season games, like the Chargers. So. Well, I, I'm just looking. I like, don't know what. That's not true. Save it. <laughs> Pete Carroll's odds are six to one. I see no chance of him being fired in the season. No, none, zero, unless he like committed a crime. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he could go full Gruden potentially, Gruden. but like this is his season. Like this is his season. This is probably but his last season. I don't think Gruden's season. bet. Gruden didn't cash the bet last year. He resigned. He wasn't fired. Oh. There was a whole debate about that as to who the how you win that bet last year. Well, fortunately, we're still in a grace period at sportsbooks right now. They probably paid out both if you had them. Quite possibly because they they want to be losing customers over something customers don't like. We're still in that fun period. So over over for Jeff and I under under for custom the coin on the Panthers. Does that mean that you are going over on? The Atlanta Falcons, Tim, and their win total right now, which is five, no. eight, eight to one to make the playoffs, 35 to one to win the division, 100 to one to win the conference, 200 to one to win the Super Bowl. Because I got some takes on Atlanta. Yeah, I watched a good amount of the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night because they were playing the Jets. Oh, they're in what is you the, watch, the, the you marquee them in the preseason, preseason game. You watched them in the preseason, did you? The marquee preseason game. The Monday night or in the week where everyone plays all their starters is the marquee preseason game. And we got it. Uh, so I watched a decent amount of the Falcons. And yeah, they're not very good. Mariota is older and less talented than he was a couple of years ago. I like Pitts. Uh, you know, I, I think that's fine. I like Corderell Patterson. I think he's interesting. I think Arthur Smith is an underrated coach. But I just see so little talent here. And two juggernauts or capable juggernauts in the division that there's just no room for at Atlanta. So I, I don't like them much at all. I'm taking the overs on the good guys, and I'm taking the unders on the bad guys. Very conventional in this division. I brought this up to Pizzola. Did you watch the entire show, Jeff? Or just the part that did you search for your name and you just watch that part? <laughs> no, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Uh, no, I, haven't, I we could see where I I learned how to search Facebook conversations. You, you, did, you didn't learn how to do it. Someone told you how to do it. That, I'm very glad they did. Uh, go I like my people YouTube. teach me things. Library, no, I have not finished. I have not finished the show. So I look at it and I look at what they're doing on the outside. Like, I feel like they have a very high end in certain spots. And listen, I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of like offensive line master that I can tell you who's great on the off. I mean, I can, I can read who is great on the offensive line. Cause I trust, you know, trust the sources on this stuff. And they're pretty good at projections with this. I don't think Atlanta's O-line is like the worst in the league, but it's obviously not good at the same time. But Kyle Pitts is an elite talent. Cordell or Patterson can be used in very interesting ways. It's just, as Tim mentioned, after them, the drop-off is so huge to a lot of these guys. Is Drake London going to be great? He might be. I mean, where they drafted him, he should be great. Year one, I don't know. What's Mariota like? 
I could see him being okay. That that's possible. I mean, but it's probably more likely that he's bad rather than good. But got some of your guys here. Casey Hayward on the outside. AJ Tyrell on the outside. That's a that might be the best one-two corner situation in the league, Jeff. You don't seem convinced. No. Call me Principal Anderson, and you just found out I'm the revolting blob. No. No. I mean, the Chargers don't count because their guys are already hurt. That is true. I wouldn't even put the chart. No. Casey Hayward, it's 2022. Yeah, he's still, um, he's, he's fine. And they probably have a top three corner on the other side. Terrell, fantastic. This is a problem with the Saints. Well, with the, with the Falcons. I mean, I guess the Browns game week four kind of feels win. They don't have many winnable games. You're staring at the schedule. They're they're almost like a touchdown underdog in in seven of their first nine games. I think I th- have a rough. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like they fall into that Giants territory of they're the team everyone expects to be bad. It seems like they're tanking, but they have this young talent. They have good players on this team. They're just it's not like the Texans last year where the Texans just had this team of like mediocre veterans. They didn't really have anyone good. The Falcons actually have good players. They just have more really shitty players than good players. But sometimes in these transition seasons, you get lucky with a draft pick or two from the fourth round. They turn out to be good. All of a sudden, you're at seven wins. They won seven games last year. (laughs) Very impressive. I'm going to pick the under, but this is where I'm going to throw a a spice on it. I think they're going to be a really good ATS team, but they're not going to win. They're not going to hit no win total. I mean, if you think they're going to be a good ATS team, they're going to win more than five games. I'm taking the over. Like, that, that's crazy person logic, by the way. If you think that they're going to cover a... crazy if, at if, all. If you think they're, going to, they're a team that's favored by... Or underdogs by basically seven points in a lot of these games. If you think they cover a lot of the seven-point spreads, that means that they're going to be live to win a lot of these games. There's going to be coin flip situations when you're under a score. I think I like Indianapolis's corners, and I like... Uh, the Ravens corners more than Atlantis. Okay. I mean, th- I think those are perfectly fair arguments. I'm just saying that they, they have a top unit in the league. Maybe not the best. Sure. I do. think they're in consideration for it. They do. A lot of high-end players on the yeah. defense. Grady Jarrett. Um, geez, who's the other one? Uh, they they signed someone, the uh, linebacker. Evans? This season, yeah, they have Rashawn Evans. Yeah. yeah, and and they do play teams tough. I mean, they they tend to historically play good teams like New Orleans very close. Like like wait, just okay. let, let me ask you this: Is there the potential that remember the Jackson? I keep going back to the Jacksonville year, and yeah, they, Ugh, they benefited no. from being so cursed. They became Saxonville. But as you mentioned, Jeff, when we picked them to win the division that year, good call by us. We have so few. We have to bring up ones from like six years ago, but. You kind of said they just had all these picks for so long that when you look at these defense, they had a college football all-star team on defense. What if their defense was really good? And it turned out their defense was really good. I'm a bit wishy-washy on how they're going to get to the quarterback. That's a real problem on this defense. But if I told you just randomly that Atlanta had a top five defense, even though their offense wasn't all that good, would you be super surprised? I wouldn't be super surprised. It's just they do have so much star power on defense, but where they don't have star power, it's just like horrible veterans. Uh, At least that's what I'm staring at. I know you're high on them. We did our award show. You've got, I think, uh, Mariota Mariota. pick for um, comeback player of the year. 
which probably means they've cleared this number. They'd have to play well in um, in that regard. And what's silly is I don't even hate that bet, but I'm not willing to invest in this team. Maybe I'm following the rule. You said you you made the comment that it would be strange to pick over for Carolina and Atlanta. I'm doing. Not, I, I'm doing. I, I thought. I said. It, I thought it'd be strange if you picked under for both those teams. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I did. Right. I know you did. That's why it's strange. I'm going one and one. I've got the under as I've stated. Yeah. I'm going double over, and this is going might look pretty stupid when they have the number one pick, but eight to one to make the playoffs in a bad NFC. I mean, pick your poison with one of these crappy teams. Odds what, are too short. Odds what, are too short. You're not what, getting value there. One of these teams is going to make the playoffs, Jeff. One of these crappy teams. Maybe two of them are going to end up making the playoffs. I think there's value in these to make the playoff on the crappy teams of the NFC. I only have two that I'm writing off as just absolutely horrendous. And that's it. This sounds silly then, Pat. Like I would take, if I was betting them eight to one to win the playoffs, I'd take 15% of that bet, 10% of it, and put it on Arthur Smith, coach of the year, 50 to one. Yeah, yeah I, eight to one is too short of an odds for this. You should be getting like 12 or 15 to one, maybe make the playoffs. So. I wouldn't make that bet. Tie up your money for a whole year on that. I think that's kind of foolish. Let me let me ask you, Tim. What are, what are the percentile odds on eight to one, Mister Mathematician? Twelve point five percent. Oh, there you go. You pulled that right out of your ass, didn't you? Very impressive stuff. I, you, uh, you, I, I know what one divided by all the way up to like fifteen is. There you go. See, most people don't, but. I think this. I'm going to be talking about this. With, I've already recorded the show, so I know what's coming out. John Legazy and I might already be out, depending on when I drop this one. You Talked, dropped it yesterday. Did I say that already? You said you didn't know if you it was out. Yeah, it's not out. Look, people's jobs on this show is to tell you things about your network and your <laughs> shows. That show's not out. That's yet. our as, job. As, our as, job is to tell you these things. As we are speaking at this moment, that show has not been released. <laughs> But thank you for your for your for your management skills on, on the network grid of when these shows are coming out. Either way, Giants, Panthers, Falcons. Who are some of the other really crappy teams in the NFC? I just don't think Seattle. Like Seattle and the Bears Chicago. are complete. Seattle and the Bears are complete write-offs. Like they're yeah. god awful. But everyone else, like they can beat up on the other god awful teams and just pile up some like, crappy wins, can't they? Yes, Arizona might be god awful too. But. There's crappy wins to be had. If you can win the games you're supposed to win, you'll be in a position late in December to have a chance, no doubt. Paul, you had a question. Like, how many? What would the win total be on the Falcons if the ghost of Matt Ryan didn't leave town? It'd be like eight, and I don't think there's that big of a difference. No, that's what I think too. Is I think Mariota's got. A lot more tools in the shed, at, at the very least. Or, I'm or surprised he, by how, like, disrespected the Falcons are getting. Maybe I'm just completely off, but, like, they have – Paul loves they have, the Falcons. That's, I don't, that's clear. I may bet them to make the playoffs. You're, look, you're going to okay. need a second team to cheer for by the middle of October when all your dreams I, are crushed. So, oh, you start looking for so, so, so your prediction Matt. is that the Jets are going to start 8-0 and the Bills are going to start, like, 0-5? No, not 8-0, no, but the Bills are – going to be a real struggle bus coming out of the gate looking at that schedule all right so over for me and under for the coin jeff and tim on the atlanta falcons i'm gonna do this once per conference probably i'm i've been talked into a, a flop here because i really do like Mariota and and arthur smith so flip uh, me flip me leave tim alone tim's alone 
I'll go with I'll go the double barrel Carolina Atlanta over. It sounds Tim like Jeff is taking a justice of position on the different <laughs> ways that you can look uh, at the to Atlanta me Dolphins. it sounds like an to me it sounds like an injustice of position, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it's well known that Jeff is the John Kerry of this show. He he, he flip flops, and he probably has a jet ski at his club that he drives up to the first tee box with. He's like, oh, and you think if you don't stay in a seven thousand dollar room a night, you should get reservations made you at the local restaurant? I'm sorry. If there's one thing that we know about Jeff is that he's always coming up to the show, and he always has wind burned on his face from being out on the lake so much. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, publicly making sure people see him speak the eight words of French that he knows. Another big John Kerry. Est-ce que je peux aller aux toilettes? Oui, Jeffrey, <laughs> tu peux aller aux toilettes maintenant, OK? That's oui. me asking the teacher if I can leave to go to the washroom because I don't want to sit here in your French class. Eh, tu peux fumer des cigarettes si tu veux, hein? Eh? This is what you learn in French immersion in Canada. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Well, to Americans had to learn Spanish. We had to learn French, right? Well, it was mandatory French to like grade. You know, some of us, some of us, you know, took advantage of that opportunity, Jeffrey. Well, not all of us are looking for government jobs. I wasn't looking for a government job when I was 12. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Might have been. <laughs> I'm taking the Bucks to win the division. <laughs> Jeff. We're all taking the Bucks, right? Uh, Jeff's going to take New Orleans, I think. I'm going to take New Orleans yeah, as, a, as a swerve here. Yeah, New Orleans. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm going to take well, the Buccaneers, I hate too. that you don't hate it. I don't hate it because I think it's it's in the cards because of the tiebreak. I could see the Saints and Bucks having the same record, but the Saints having beaten them twice. Uh, but I like I will take the Buccaneers here. Okay, that will do it. Part one of four of the win total special part two of the NFC with the West and the North is going to be coming soon. Reminder to everyone out there to follow Jeff and Tim, follow myself, and tell your friends about the show. Spread the word around. Spread the gospel of the Spread Pick show because it's back and it's in full force and we're going to see you for the next five months. So strap yourself in just like max power, Tim. Strap yourself in and feel the G's. Maybe you'll win some G's this year. Maybe I'll be incredible. Maybe one of us. There's like, some free money out there for when we do week one. I'll good. tell you that right well, now. Well, just bet the opposite I don't usually like the board. I don't just, like the board usually in week one, but I like it a lot this just, year. Just bet the opposite. I actually always say you like it week one. You do. I don't think so. That is something you say every year. You always uh, preface it with, I don't normally say this, but and it's been that way for seven years. You never listen to yourself talk, do you? Do I listen to the podcast that I've been on? No, I was on that podcast. I don't need to I download and delete. Yeah, but I feel like you should listen to it to hear what you've actually said because it seems like you misremember what you say all the time. All I know is that silver and black are on that free money parlay in week one. Teaser, sorry. I'm Next. not taking the bait. Pat wants to get out of here. I don't want to get out of here. I want to record the second half of the show. <laughs> we got things to record. This is yeah. true. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Sub to the newsletter, sub to the channel, sub to the podcast. You might get a thousand bucks for it. Probably not a thousand bucks, probably like 500. And then I'll give like 250 and 250. Whatever it is, leave a five star rating on the Pat Mayo experience. I can see Paul doing the I got a pee dance behind the camera. So I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo experience. Experience.